No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to Nick Clark? Out of a dinosaur? That you got at Electric Fish Lights? Well, shit. You can. And you should. You should go to electricfishlights.com and check out the amazing IQ technology. You don't know what the hell I'm talking about, do you? No, I don't. Interlocking quadrilateral. Wow, look at Apple throwing out the big words. Quadrilateral. It is 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. They are all made out of upcycled vinyl like milk jug plastic. And when you put those shapes together, they build amazing light fixtures for your home that... They're works of art come to life these things they come with a 12-year energy efficient safe to leave on bulb a 12-foot cord and a hardware kit to hang the light you can also get a light bulb for these things that's that like changes and flashes different colors and goes to the beat of music and speaking of music you can also get a bulb that has a bluetooth speaker in it and changes colors so that's the way to go, everybody. Yeah, you don't you don't want to forget that. So go check out electricfishlights.com and you tell them what you want them to build. Tell them you want um a, a cactus or and, uh, a fish. And then when you do that, when you decide what you want, tell them that No Simple Road sent you and they are going to give you 25% off. And any No Simple Road family member that tells them with the promo code NSR when they check out, check this out you are going to get some secret special magic in your box. It could be a tie-dye. magic. It could be crystals. It could be paints to paint your face or your kids' faces. It could be, uh, I don't know. Anything. Out, Sticker? Yeah, stickers. Who knows? Yeah. You don't know. No one knows. You're going to get your light. You're going to get Delaware magic. You're going to get 25% off. So go to electricfishlights.com. And if you're still confused, go to at electricfishlights on Instagram. Check what I'm talking out about. Out. Jeez. I'm getting tongue-tied. And then NSR for the promo code, and there you go. Yeah, enlighten yourself. This episode is brought to you by another one of our fine sponsors, Define Premium Cannabis. It's not just in the name. It's in our stores. So if you are in the Portland area, come and visit us at one of our two locations. One in Forest Grove. One is in Hillsborough. Hillsboro is the shop I actually work at and am there Monday through Friday. And if you go in there Monday through Friday during business hours, Apple actually comes out of the back, 
dressed exactly like an auctioneer. And he will very fast talk <laughs> just like that and figure out the best cannabis product for you. Actually, he doesn't talk fast. That's one of the wonderful things about Define is they take their time with their customers, their family out there at Define, and they are taking care of the No Simple Road family. When you go in there, tell them you listen to the show. You're going to get 10% off your purchase, and your first time in, you're going to get a free T-shirt. Free T-shirt. And you're, yeah. having, you're having some kind of sale? Yeah, coming up for Halloween, because everybody loves celebrating Halloween. We're having a 25% off all edible sale. Ooh. What did you just say? Seriously? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, 25% off those fun edibles for Halloween. So edibles you could go to great. your own door and say trick-or-treat to yourself, and then throw an edible in your bag, go in the house, eat it, and get nice and medicated. That's right. So go to Define Premium Cannabis, two locations in the Portland area, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. Go to Hillsboro, ask for Apple, go to Forest Grove, either one, tell them you are part of the No Simple Road family and hook yourself up. I'm going to throw a set list at you. Ready? Ready? Here you go. I'm ready. Shakedown Street, Truckin', Franklin's Tower, Cassidy, Birdsong, Lazy Lightning, Let It Grow, Into the Other One. Sounds like an awesome set list, doesn't it? Great it does. It's not a set list. It is what? Shop Tour Bus t-shirts that are available if you go to shoptourbus.com and you check in, and you check out the internet's finest Grateful Dead inspired merchandise. Each one of those um, Grateful Dead songs that I just mentioned are a Shop Tour Bus t-shirt, hat, or sticker design. You got to go over there and check out what I'm talking about. They are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Literal? Yeah, right? it's not your regular, you know, lot shirt and everything. It's very cryptic. It's kind of a puzzle. A yeah, limerick, lazy, lazy lightning is a couch with a lightning bolt laying down on it. Franklin's tower is an actual tower with a bell. Um, I have a space and drums where it's like drums floating, floating out in, in space. space. Yeah. So go to shoptourbus.com and check out what they are doing. And they have the coolest trucker hats. I, I'm a hat nerd. I love my hats. And I got one of their steal your tape design hats. And I get compliments on that thing everywhere I go. So go check it out. Shoptourbus.com is where you go to hook yourself up. You put in the promo code No Simple Road when you check out. You're going to get free shipping. Wow. And it's going to come to you in a hand-designed box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. All kinds of fun. Well, and guess what, too? Trippy what? extras in that box. What? If you order this, some lucky people are going to get a actual bootleg cassette tape. Yep, there's yeah. miracles floating out around there from Shop Tour Bus to the No Simple Road family. So some of you are going to get hooked up with that bootleg. So go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Make sure you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word, when you check out and hook yourself up with something cool, man. You guys deserve it out there. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. 
This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. simple road family what's happening this is Aaron and Mel and Apple and Darwin this is Darwin I'm over here. <laughs> no what's up everybody we are back hey. with Darwin is another, here yeah well we're all here we're all here but and we're ready. not all there <laughs> well it's been a long here. couple of weeks guys hey but we're gonna get them to the interview so who's our interview this week this week we are honored to have the one and only Nick Clark Nick on the show. Ooh, thank What's you, Nick. Up, Nick? Thank you so much. Nick is part of uh, the Little Village record label that uh, has been funneling wonderful guests to us through Dennis McNally. So all of you Grateful Dead fans out there know who that name is. And, uh, you know, when you hear Dennis McNally and hear that he's sending us stuff, that's when my ears perk up, and uh, oh yeah, Nick Nick was no different. He's got a new album out. It is called "Love Your Life: Songs for the Whole Family." And please don't call this kids' music. This isn't kids' music. That is an old term we learned. Although your yeah. kids will enjoy the heck out of this album, it is so fun. It's so beautiful. It's jamming. His pl- harmonica playing is off the charts. So. It's not a kids' album yet. Your kids will love it. Yeah, this is music for the for the whole, the whole family, like he says. With with I, yeah. we got to throw in a couple there. I'll, I'll throw in one of my favorites on here because I love dinosaurs. Is dinosaurs. Where did you go? Everybody poops is another one that's on here. So you know this is one of those that you can put on with your kids or just you or hanging you. out, and you're gonna dig this. There is some really smoking harmonica playing. Nick is. An extremely, extremely a, talented harp player. He's like a harmonica ninja. He, I put him up there with like John Popper and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, kind awesome. of a similar since, since his childhood playing harmonica. And beyond the album, the first thing I saw of him, go to YouTube, like I always say, mm-hmm. and check out. He has joined a lot of heavy cats in like the blues yeah. business and everything on stage. And he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. And... He's been playing the harmonica since he was a little kid, and we'll get into it yeah. in the interview. But you know, um, again, Nick, 
thank you again for spending some time with us. And uh, you guys out there, go check out Nick Clark and Love Your Life, Songs for the Whole Family. It's out everywhere that music is streaming. And uh, we're going to do the business real quick and we're going to get you to the interview. So, yeah. Yeah. Follow us on No Simple Road, uh, at No Simple Road on Instagram or nosimpleroad.com on the interwebs. And if you go to nosimpleroad.com, that is where you could sign up for the No Simple Road newsletter. You can get No Simple Road merch. Like I'm looking at a really dope hoodie right now, a zip up hoodie that's hanging on the back of my chair. You can get um, cool fanny packs. packs. Yep, that's what Apple, you took the The words. Comfy ass shirts. Yep. And that is where our calendar of events um, is located as well. Right now, uh, the three of us are in Vegas. We just saw fish for Halloween. So we'll have a recap for you coming soon. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got some other stuff coming up, too. So if you want to come boogie with the No Simple Road family at a show, You'll know where we're going to be. You can grab yourself some tickets and come hang out with us. Hit us up. Also, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can support the no simple road family. And I just, I know we said it last week, but I got to, I got to say it again. Christoph, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Christoph. For your generous $20 a month Patreon pledge, man. That, um, that, leaves me a dollar leaves me speechless so when somebody (laughs) signs up for 20 i really don't know what the hell to say except thanks man and and we we appreciate you you and we speak your name (laughs) christoph and uh you guys listen here's the thing we need your help go on apple podcast and leave us a five-star review over there it doesn't cost you anything it just takes a couple of seconds And that's how other people find out about the No Simple Road thing that's going on through the algorithm of ones and zeros on Apple Podcasts or whatever It's pretty amazing to go to a new podcast, hit that little review tab, and start reading all of the amazing things that people have said about the show, about their favorite show, about the hosts, about us. Um, it's, It's fantastic. People have met family through there. It's fantastic. So just go on there. Hit five stars, write us a cute little review, and we'll read it on the show. Hook it up. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to miss we'll out on something it. fantastic. Yeah. And listen, I Time know that, that like the, the format of the show has changed in the past couple of weeks. And if you're listening right now and you're wondering, like, what the hell happened to the intro where I hang out with Aaron, Mel, Apple, and Darwin? Yeah. It's at the end of the conversation that we're about to have with Nick. So make sure you hang out after the conversation with Nick for the eugene what, yeah, fish, fish, fish recap and us <laughs> and our, our life and yeah. all yeah. the stuff that no simple road is known for other than having conversations with, with wonderful people like nick people so here right. we go without further ado the no simple road crew gives you nick, nick clark. clark hey leah if you saw somebody who was looking a little sad you know a little self-conscious what would you want to tell them you look marvelous darling one two three four Buddies, hear what I have to say. Here 
here's something you gotta do You gotta love your name start with that nick <laughs> welcome we? to the show man how you doing today brother uh, i'm doing good thanks for having me yeah oh, no really problem. Appreciate it. i'm aaron by the way oh hey man what's up what's up all right and this is mel nick thanks for making such a cool freaking compliment of music oh like, thank you it, it was so it. so fun and and yeah, I'm Apple. Awesome. I'm the third one. I'm Apple. Oh, thanks for what's... thanks for being with us today, dude. You are <laughs> an amazing soul, man. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Seriously, I'm happy to be. I've been last couple of weeks, uh once we booked this thing, um, I've been jumping on Spotify and checking out the show. And oh, hell yeah. I, I dig the hang, man. I dig the vibe. Oh, oh thanks, thanks, bro. I appreciate who, who that. Who did you check out? 
Let me see the last one. I was just listening to it the other day. Let me see it. I have it you right put him here. On the spot. I didn't. Way to go, Mel. I didn't finish it yet. That's all right. You don't got to finish it. I just wonder. I was doing El- Elliot Peck. Oh Peck? yeah, Elliot Peck. Yeah, yeah. she's something yeah. else, man. Mm. Yeah, that's Nick. Awesome. For all the people out there, why don't you introduce yourself to them so they know who you are? Uh, well, my name is Nick Clark. I'm a musician. I'm a singer songwriter. I mainly play harmonica though. Um. And I have a new record out. It's a children's record on the Little Village Foundation. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's my first record I've ever done. Um, I've played on a bunch of other people's records, but this is my first one. And it's a children's record, dude. It, but okay. it's not just a yeah, children's record. It's an it's a <laughs> it's an adult record. It's like got everything. It, it it is amazing. It is amazing. It really is amazing. It's not only fun, but it's so full of learning and so uh, much inclusion. And those are three words that it's not necessarily something I associate with music right away. Oh yeah, well, learning and yeah. inclusion. That not I think about fun. I think about dance. I think about movement. But what you've managed to do is like capture attention, um, teach, and have fun all at the same time. Yeah. What <laughs> what a great uh, learning and teaching tool. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was the the goal. Is like uh, I wanted to make a children's record. Well, not children's record. They they like to call it family music is the is the the term they use now. Children's okay. music is kind of outdated, and so I wanted to make a a family record that was for the whole family. I I I come from a uh, I'm I'm in San Jose right now, but I'm I come from Denver, Colorado, and uh, I come from a uh, multi generational household where you know we got my parents, then my brothers, and then my niece and nephew. And so there's this, this wide, and then my, my grandma lives up the street. So there's this wide, uh, this wide range of, of, of different generations that I was trying to, uh, make music for, but, and not just like, you know, here's a song for the little ones. Here's a song for the, the parents. And then here's a song for the grandparents. I wanted to do something that was, um, within this one particular song have elements that everyone could get behind it you, so. you you nailed it though like, so what, th- that's not an easy task to set out to do in in yeah that's so hard. how did you go about trying to create that like what was your if there was a drawing board what did, what did that look like well um it's I, I so i got the idea of children's music from um taj mahal has a children's record and uh my dad was telling me about it years ago. This might be like six, seven years ago. And it kind of planted a seed because I'm a huge Taj Mahal fan. And I was thinking, okay, you know, this guy's really grooving. He's a great singer, great player. And if he can make an album for kids, maybe that might be something I want to look into. And it just kept festering in the back of my head. And uh, when it, came time to actually make a record of my own. Um, I was thinking about that record and I was thinking about how you're supposed to write what you know and what I know is being an uncle and I know what it, what it's like to be in a really close family. Mm. So 
the family record thing kind of made the most sense. And the way I looked about how I wanted to go about it was, you know, most, I, I, I grew up in, you know, like public school and all that. And no one listened to family music. It was, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, most people just listen to what their family listens to and then what their friends listen to. So I didn't really feel like the need to follow any, um, roadmap i just wanted to you know my my niece and nephew listen to movie soundtracks like frozen when that came out that's what my niece was listening to and Uh, so i was like i have a and those are like pop songs so i was like okay i don't have to do anything weird because we all grow up listening to our parents music and then the popular music of the day so i was just like just make music and and try to think of songs that little ones and parents could get behind as far as the lyrics go. You know, it, it's, it's really cool that that's what came out of, of you first. So, I mean, just to give a little context to, to what's going on here to the people that are listening, like Nick, you've been playing harmonica since you were 12, right? Yeah. 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 So I've been, Playing out in in uh, I started when I was eleven, but I I started playing out in in uh, in bars and stuff like that when I was twelve. Okay, wait. So only after a year of playing harp, you started playing out. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, you when you're that age, man, you're a sponge. I have a an eleven year old harmonica student right now, and she's just you know I'm the the things that I work on with my my students that are in there like you know, thirties, forties and fifties, sixties there. She's like one lesson and she's on to the next topic. And so I, I assume when you're that, you're that uh, young, you know, your brain's developing, your prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. is like just a sponge for information. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't, I took to it really quickly. Did it feel like, this might be a weird question, but did it feel like you had done it before when you picked it up? Was it like relearning or was it learning? Um, uh, I think it, it's a weird thing. Cause like my, I come from a, a, a very music supporting family. Like my, my older brother is a drummer and uh, he was always in bands growing up. So I knew my parents would support music and, you know, we, we just have music for every occasion. You know, music mm-hmm. is always around the house. Um, when my mom's cleaning, you know, <laughs> when it's like the mariachi music's playing and mm-hmm. then she's taking a c- cigarette break when I hear like Tyrone Davis, you know, I'm like, okay, I can go inside now, you know, coming home <laughs> from work, uh, coming home from school. I would hear that and know when to come in and, and not to come in to avoid cleaning. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, and, and, and road trips with the family, like when we would go, I'm from Denver, when we would go to Colorado Springs to, to visit cousins or up to Cheyenne to, to see some other relatives, um, we'd play like f- my grandma's music. So it was like Fats Domino and stuff like that. So music was always around. I felt very connected to music. And so I, from a very early age, I knew I wanted to play. And so it's not necessarily feeling like... Um, like I had done it before, but just knew that it was something I felt very passionate for. And then uh, I did find out a couple of years ago that both grandpa, great grandpas on, on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's okay. side uh, played harmonica. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. 
No, when I, oh, I can see you guys now. Yeah, he had a problem with the iPad again. <laughs> no, we're we're here. Right. He just had to put the phone. And there's on. a there's a dog. Yeah, yep. that's Darwin down there. So, What's up, Darwin? Oh, I was gonna add. So it sounds like too like you, like uh, I was reading a article because I always get on and do like a lot of research for when we talk to somebody and I read a, it was an interview like from years ago. I guess when you were younger and it talked about how. Uh, I guess it was your mom, or was, was like, would you go tell go tell him to turn down that music that he's playing? And he came in and realized that it was it was like that wasn't him listening to music. That's him in his room <laughs> playing, kind of like like a like you just jumped into this on your own, and we're playing like with your parents not even knowing, and they realize is that true that, that they realize like like wow. Um. Well, they were supportive, and they they bought. Uh, like a book on how to play harmonica for me okay. and stuff like that because I wanted it and um, I just spent hours listening to music and playing harmonica and then within that six months you know between when I started at 11 and when I turned 12 and started like going into this outside world of music uh, around sometime in that stage my mom was like tell him to turn the music down it's time to get ready to go go for bed and that's when my dad saw that it. I wasn't listening to music. I was like playing the harmonica. So wow. uh, I just took to it quickly. And uh, um, that, yeah, that's, I forgot, I actually forgot about that story. My mom, like <laughs> used, my mom used to tell that story a lot at, mm. at blues festivals when people would be like, Oh, you're his mom. <laughs> How old are you, Nick? Oh, I'm 25. Damn. And that's already so- playing like that. Like, it always wow. astounds me that people that you just lived a lot of life uh, yeah, in well, twenty five years. People that attain that level of technical and um, emotional playing in such a so fast, and it always makes me wonder. Like, like I like I asked you earlier. Like, was it more like remembering, or or what were you learning? Like, when you're playing it seems like the harmonica is really um, just made for pouring that emotion out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's, that's um, like, I, I like writing songs. I like singing. I like playing guitar. I like playing ukulele, but the, the harmonica has this, this extra thing. It's my first instrument and it's the, it's how I fell in love with music on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And then, so like I, I it's the most time spent learning on on that on that particular instrument. But also, when I was starting to get into music and learning how to play harmonica, uh, I was I was really young. And then we had like some some deaths in the family, and there was like going into from elementary school into middle school, and it was just all these big changes for like a, a little brain, you know. Yeah. And so, um. You know, sometimes even though families love each other, it's not necessarily the best uh, communication skills, you know, because we're all dealing with things, right. you know, raw emotions all at the same time. And so the harmonica and music was a way was an outlet for me, uh, both with like the school difficulties and then like with like this like mortality thing for like a, a an 11 year old, 12 year old. So it really it, on multiple levels and, and multiple different times in my life I've, I've come to realize like this instrument in particular has like saved my life in a bunch of different ways. So, so. it's, it's become, it quickly became a tool for you more than like truly an instrument for like changing 
transmuting the emotions that you're feeling and dealing with the world around you. It became like a, a way for you to get that literally out. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, it's, that's what, and that's the kind of music I'm drawn to the most. And uh, so I started off with blues music, which is very, you know, the real stuff is very, very intense emotionally. And when I started to branch out of the blues world, uh, that's the thing I look for the most is, is people expressing themselves, uh, you know, and having as, as, as little, um, ulterior motives mm. other than trying to get something out of them. Right. So I have a question about, you said you recently found out both your grandfathers played harmonica. Right? Yeah. Great, great, uh, great uh, grandfathers. So does, wow. did that impact anything? Cause it, it seems as if, if you're able to kind of, like you said, there's a certain thing about the harmonica that lets this emotion out, almost like you're able to talk to your ancestors. They're able to bring something out in you um, that, does help you cope and deal with the hard times almost like it's being there for you through this spirit and it's very intimate it's with your mouth it's you breath know, breath exactly and and you're emoting like with movement as well as breath and so there's like a whole like ancestral connection to that yeah yeah i i uh i would you know i i have this this thing of uh i i i my worldview tends to balance between uh the spiritual side of things and then the um the uh science side of things and so i'm like i think both spiritually and genetically mm. maybe there's just this thing that is aligned with this instrument for it to happen on both sides of the family separately is is, is kind of wild yeah and, and then also the the just the health benefits of it being a, a wind instrument that goes not just out because you know like saxophones trumpets all that that's all breathing out uh the harmonica is an in and out thing and um recently you know since since the quarantine and all you know you're going through a year of like this might all just go up in flames you know yeah absolutely (laughs) i uh i got into mindful meditation and you know focusing on the breath and i've started introducing the sounds of just uh holding the cord of a harmonica while i go through my meditation and uh it just made me re-fall in love with the with the instrument and the just the sound on its own and it it's it's helping me tune into the kind of present moments and so i do think spiritually thinking and also like the the health scientific benefits uh i i feel very at home with this instrument mm. it, wow. yeah that that comes across it watching. does come across like, for sure when i for like i i before seeing you or anything i listened to the album i just knew from the album and i was picturing i, I was picturing more like 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 keller williams or something like older. <laughs> i'm 52 your your voice your vocals are i had to look at i had to kind of read i was like is this him singing for sure are you sure because <laughs> then i went to youtube like we all do and everything that comes up on youtube is like you solo or playing with other bands or a yeah, festival yeah, yeah. and i was like no that's not the same guy on the record and like had a second guess <laughs> and was like oh my god yeah you like you're, you're an old soul it, it comes through in the way you play, the way you play that harmonica and then your vocals is just beyond your ears, yeah, man. For sure. Oh, and, thank and, it, you. and you're, I mean, you're playing with all the heavy cats too. Like all the performance I see you're on stage, you know, what an honor that's gotta be too, I know. to be I, invited by them. 
I know that's, I think that is, uh, I, cause I, you know, I still feel like a 25 year old millennial sometimes. And so yeah. I think when people say old soul, I, I understand to a point, but I also, I, I started playing out live and started meeting, uh, these Amer- American roots musicians fairly young and they started they saw my intentions being on like the pure side of things. And so they really let me into their world. And I think their influences really Mm. helped me like just shaped who I am as a person, let alone uh, as a musician. And so I'm very thankful for that. And I, I always want to give their due, their, their due, you know, respect. They, uh, they really helped me in becoming the musician I am. That's awesome. Talking to Billy Strings, um, much the same experience as what you're talking about. Those roots musicians took him under their wing, and it's funny, man. Like there's a there's a huge similarity here in the type of person in the quality of human being that came out of that tutelage from those people. It's it's this very like. How do I put this? Respect that was the yeah, yeah, respectful of the music and like well intentioned and and just like very straightforward and and that is really um, it speaks volumes of the art form, right? Like yeah, absolutely, yeah. But also, it also speaks volumes for uh, uh, parents and parent figures because mentors. There's but not just that, but like there's there's kids that come out and they have stage parents and they're like, we need him up on stage and you need to give him these many solos. And my mom is not that mom. <laughs> like people come up to her and she's like, he sounds great. And she's like, yeah, he's all right. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's our relationship. Like we're, we're kind of, you know, we give each other shit, but, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it just keeps, keeps you humble. And my mom is always somebody who, who reminds me like, you know, you haven't been in town in a while. You got to check on check in on this person. They did so much for you when you were growing up. And so it is just like the people that raise you are determined, you know, if you're going to be a good person or an asshole. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, on, I mean, as a kid going out and, and, you know, with a talent and like getting accolades for a kid, that can go a few different ways, man. Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, that yeah. can That can turn into some weird shit in, in your head. And so that's what I mean. Like when those guys take you under their wing, they kind of keep you grounded and like help you stay in your lane, so to speak. Absolutely. And it's, it, it, I think it's because it gets, it kind of gets spooky, trippy sometimes. I, I remember um, there's this harmonica player from Chicago who's like a an actual chicago blues harmonica player it's not somebody who came to the music it's somebody who lived that music his name's billy branch and uh i remember for christmas my grandma got a a cd for me called harp attack and it had james cotton junior wells carrie bell and billy branch all playing on this record all blowing harmonica and it was such a you know foundational record for me and uh, a few years later, I was at this festival in Wyoming that Billy was playing and he came up to me. He's like, man, you sound great. And we just became buddies. And he really, you know, very directly was like invested in me. He was like, because at the time I'm still I'm still overweight. But at the time I was way bigger, believe it or not, when I was 
when I was like 14, 15, I was really, really big. And he was like, you know, I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to be around a long time. And hearing him say that outside of the music, him like talking about my health in a caring way. And I was like, this guy used to be on a vinyl record that my grandma got for me. And now he's, Mm. you know, looking out for me. And I'm like, this is trippy. And so that those experiences uh, at least for people like me is it's like very humbling and you're like well i can't believe the universe has you know allowed this to happen yes uh, we've had many experiences like that you know yeah it, it, collectively um and personally and and it's it, it it's overwhelming well, when that, it happens that, but it 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 served at least for me to to show me that the the people that I'm like, I venerate and like look up to, <clears throat> excuse me, are, are just people, man. They're yeah, just yeah. people. And, and, and it just so happens that they're loving, caring, compassionate, empathetic, wonderful human beings, which yeah, is, yeah. is not in huge supply these days. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so like finding those people. And then, like you said, having him invested in you with nothing to do with the music, like, Hey man, fucking take care of yourself bro yeah 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 that's that's like especially for a 14 15 year old kid that looks up to somebody like that had to just rocked your world yeah yeah no i it's 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 one of those memories that um you know they they say spiritually and scientifically gratitude helps your 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 you know your state of being and so whenever i'm in in a in a fog about anything i practice those you know lists Mm -hmm. five things of gratitude in that moment to have that experience it's very i'm Mm -hmm. very thankful for that and so i i think about that a lot and it does trip me out i'm like ooh. (laughs) (laughs) that's the good shit though man that's yeah that's the stuff that makes all the hours of practice and and you know the struggles behind the scenes and the shit you go through that's the stuff that like Oh, okay. I get it now. I, I'm, I'm, my course is, is laid. I'm moving forward. This is worth it. That's yeah. why I'm here. It's like those little checkpoints on the road along the way, like really Absolutely. making it cool. And you know, for us, um, Dennis McNally has been one of those people for me personally that like cares about us and, and helps us out. And, and you know, this, this conversation that we're having right now actually obviously came through him and yeah yeah i'm curious man how did that relationship come about that's what i wonder yeah Yeah. how do you how do you know dennis so it's all through um this the the people that put out my record called the little village foundation and so what little village does is they they're a, a a non-profit and all they do is they they get donations and uh and supporters to um fund uh culturally and community based uh albums and so they put out gospel records they put out um a lot of latin american records they they haven't put out a a family children's record yet and so when uh ken anderson who's a good buddy of mine and played on the record and mixed and mastered the record uh and i work at a studio when me and him and Jim Pugh, who's the executive uh, director at Little Village, were having dinner. He was like, Nick wants to make a children's record. And Jim was like, let's do it. Let's put it out. And so right after that, after we recorded it and all that, um, Jim put me in contact with Dennis and they've been uh, buddies for quite a while. And 
it's funny. I, I actually have one of Dennis's books I, and I, I, and I'm from Colorado and Colorado has kind of a, a dead scene, mm-hmm. but I, no one mentioned Dennis's name to me. And oh, so I knew him as a, as this author of this book called, uh, I think it's like on highway 61 or something like that. And it's, it's, a, it's a really cool hit book about, you know, white America and how the, 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 the first initial introduction between, uh, black American roots music and white American art uh, audiences and is super hip. And I was talking to him on the phone when I first met him and we were talking about, you know, promotion for this album and everything. And he's like, I did this one book and I'm like, that's you dude. And he's like, that's me. It's <laughs> 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 such, such a trippy thing. And he's just been, he's uh, been really cool to hang out with, man. I, I mean, not, you know we haven't hung out in person but over the phone and you know i'm i'm 25 and i'm uh i'm a millennial i guess but i'm 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 really uh not tech savvy and it's funny to have dennis he's like look man i'm a hundred years old and i I shouldn't be telling you to get on your instagram but get on your instagram (laughs) i'm like all right all right dennis i will (laughs) he's funny too he's no he's no No bullshit i know he's hilarious man there is there's no fucking around i called him once and he was like he was like in the middle of uh eating some cereal and he's he's like he's like i think it went down the wrong hole you know as he was chewing and he just couldn't get it out and he was just like call me back in one minute and i was just like okay call him back and he's like okay 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 it's like oh man i thought you were gonna die he's like no i'm fine i just needed a minute i like that i'm 100 years old i shouldn't be telling you to be on your fucking instagram yeah yeah but i like how he's like he's very sure even in the moments of choking he's like call back in one minute (laughs) well for our experience he's he's obviously a very respected man I, i don't remember we wouldn't say names but we were supposed to interview somebody and like they didn't show up mm-hmm. and he let dennis know dennis is all i'll call you right back he called whoever it was was like you yeah. need to get your ass laid on. into him. same thing like you need to get on your computer right now you're supposed yeah, to be doing yeah. something i set this up quit fucking around and then yeah, yeah. it went great and you know and it was like dennis means business and he's such a nice guy too well, yeah it's the so perfect supportive. balance of get it done and be nice about yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. and you know, man, like, well, it's one of the things that really blows me away about, like, the Grateful Dead and, and the whole community is the the orbit, like, like we're talking about with the Roots musicians and all of it. It's all kind of the same thing. And, like, just the quality of human beings that are involved and to, for somebody like you to, you know, you're coming up, you're, you're this blues musician you're playing harp you're doing your thing i don't know man like for that thing to take you in there's got to be a a certain quality to you that that uh, is attracted to that orbit do you know what i'm saying yeah 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 absolutely but i want to switch gears i want to ask you something about the album man like uh Being a blues musician and doing what you do, I mean, I understand what you're saying about like the family music aspect and like doing it, you know, generationally for the family and all that. But isn't there part of you that like 
would want to go in and make like a blues harp album first before doing this? Um, no. So I've been, I, I played in, in bands where I was just the harmonica. I played in like, like strictly blues bands and mm-hmm. then like blues rock bands and then been in a bunch of different situations as a harmonica player. And, uh, I think, you know, there, there's so many different things that I love about music, like uh, playing guitar and writing songs and all that. So I wanted it to be something that kind of, you know, you, there's this thing of like, you only make your, your first record once. And then there's also with little village, them being kind of fronting the whole project and, and Jim Pugh, the executive director being like anything you want, do it. And so with that kind of, you know, green state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, I wanted to do, I wanted to throw everything I liked about music. Oh, Okay. onto a record and then as far as it being for families it's like i'm i'm kind of a goofy guy i'm a, I, I i'm i'm very i care about my family a lot we have a very strong connection and so i wanted to do a record for them and so it's just like all everything i love about music about you know my family is what i wanted to set out and do you you put out yourself yeah 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 wow. exactly like if i, I was it. like to like you know put the the shades on and like start playing a, a Stratocaster and like, you know, trying to sound like Muddy Waters, it wouldn't go well. You know, I, that's the thing about blues is like the, I'm a real authentic blues fan. You know, I really, really care about it. And I, I dig into the, the history of it. And the one thing that all the, the blues guys say, the real blues guys say is like, it's a feeling and play what you know, you play your thing. And so that's this is my blues record this is oh shit yeah Yeah, man that's fucking cool nick that yeah Yeah. and did it i I, reading something to somebody another musician or something years ago heard you kind of struggle like you were trying to learn to read music and thing i was like don't don't do that you need to just play your emotion you you have it play your emotion yeah that's like the biggest thing and i now i'm i'm i am learning how to play um yeah i'm i am learning how to read music and 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 expand my my ideas of 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 theory but um at that age i think it i was i was very you know you grow growing up overweight growing up kind of lower middle class growing up in all these kind of things that you're just not you feel like a bag in the wind especially at mm-hmm. that age anyone feels like kind of like unsure of themselves and this one particular uh a uh, musician saw that in me and he was just like, fuck all that, man. Like, it's just like play what you know and what you do and, you know, do it proudly. And that was a, it just reinforced that the, the number one goal for me, at least in music is, 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 you know, self-expression. Like I don't, I, to me, like, um, you know, somebody like, lightning hopkins or somebody like miles davis or towns van zandt or the grateful dead or daniel johnston like it doesn't matter they're all contemporaries in my mind they're all they all do the same thing which is self-expression it doesn't matter if you know only two chords or you know everything there is to know about music as long as it's coming from that spot 
that's the real thing. And then anything else is, you know, it's not really what I'm in it for. Yeah. Well, the other stuff is window dressing, icing on the cake. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned being overweight and growing up and I, I was super overweight growing up too, man. And, and went through like the bullying shit and you know, it was, it was brutal. That shit is brutal. And, and (laughs) dude, and like self-esteem was just not even a word that was in my vocabulary. And yeah, but what, what I'm curious about with you, man, is like applying, having a talent like you have to myself. Right. So like knowing how I felt about me at that age and then having a talent where I could do something that other people couldn't do. I think I would have been afraid to let anybody hear me play because my self-esteem was so fucking bad. Yeah. 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 So it's like this dichotomy that's, you have this amazing gift that can make people feel every kind of a way yet you yourself are feel like shit about yourself. So how do you reconcile that to get up on stage and like put yourself out there? Cause you're exposing yourself when you get out to play. Yeah. I think, um, there's a couple things to that. Like, um, what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. When I was when I started playing out live, I was in in middle school, and if if I had to play in front of people my age, like if I had to play for people at my school, I would. Find- I'd rather set myself on fire. (laughs) Yeah. But like, but like going to a blues festival where it's like, I was like, I was more, I was so in love with that world. Like there's this, I remember the first blues festival I ever went to, I was 12 years old and I wanted to go because we heard on the radio uh, that the Greeley blues jams coming, you know, and it's going to be magic, uh, magic slim. And I was a huge magic slim fan. I was like, he's coming. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? (laughs) And so we went and I just fell in love and I felt like, you know, when, when you're that young and you hear whatever music that gets you into music, you have this kind semi naive thing of being like, Oh, these people understand me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and they do understand the feelings, but it's, you know, they're thinking about, you know, systemic racism, not, you know, feeling insecure in school, you know? So <laughs> you're like, these people get me. And so I just, I fell in love with the music and, and I was able to separate, you know, the me as far as in school, it was like a double life thing. There was like the me in school and at home, which was dealing with a lot of stuff. And then there was this outlet thing. And it was, especially at that age, at that particular time, um, like, cause I still deal with, you know, mental health issues like most of us do, mm-hmm. but that, that, preteen teen years is it's hardcore man like yeah it's on it's up to 11 yeah yeah you're not thinking you're still developing so like you're not thinking with the with with all your stuff and so i think what allowed me to get on stage and not think about all these things that i would think about off stage was this little bit of like 
uh, this is a lifeline. This this mm-hmm. is this helps me handle everything else. Music became your that that scene became your safe space. Exactly, and then I ended up wanting nothing to do with everything because I felt good, and so like I ended up in truancy court and all that stuff, you know, because like, yeah. I was just like, I want to do this and. Fuck all that shit. That shit makes me feel bad. Yeah, why go to school? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get picked on over there. These guys think I'm awesome. I'm going to hang yeah, out yeah. over here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, oh, it was an interesting time. And I, and now having students that were the age that I started, it's, it's, I'm like, wow, that's a, that's, a, it's a real interesting time to be a, a human is when you're preteen trying to figure out this, this, this thing <laughs> Dude, the, yeah. the mental health thing is no joke and yeah the last well, dude, i don't even know how many months it's been now the last year and a half two years whatever has been like the crucible for, <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> you're gonna run the gauntlet and here you go i hope you're, dude, hope you're ready absolutely like i i you know being a musician i have a lot of musician friends i have a lot of artist friends yeah. i have a lot of people that want to just put out content in in a, in a way to 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 release their their stuff and so i have a lot of friends that deal with a lot of issues and i have a couple of friends that have that deal with like panic attacks and anxiety disorders and i yeah i always Me. i always I always felt for them and because i would see you know facetime or be hanging out with somebody and see them go through even if it's just a mini episode and you go, Oh my God. And I fell for them for so long. And then a couple months ago I was like driving and it just, it showed up, man. And I, cause I had seen it before in other people, there was a little bit of a separation and I was like, Oh, it's happening. It's this thing of like, Oh, I feel like it. Oh, this is what they mean when you feel like you're stuck. <laughs> like, and you're like, you're not going to get out of this moment. And there's no way. And you're like, oh, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. this is so intense. And that's, it was a few months ago. And that's why I started to get into some mindful meditation. And, and cause I, I, I have friends enough to know that, okay, I got to take this very seriously right now. Um, wow, that's cool. But it, it, experiencing that thing made me just, you know, you. If you're the right kind of person, you're just like, man, this is what people struggle with for years, and it's. I, I'm very sympathetic for even people that I would totally disagree with ideology wise and politically. I feel for them, everyone. I, I absolutely well, yeah, feel yeah. Beyond, everybody. Beyond the politics and the ideologies guess what's at the bottom of that we're all fucking human beings yeah we all love we all have dislikes and likes and things that we are afraid of and we're all just people man at the end of the day with mental and dude um, yeah and to see other people hurting is fucking awful man it hurts you it sucks and yeah that the the anxiety panic thing is no joke at all no, and, no, no, no. And like you said, that's really cool that at 25, you have the presence of mind and experience to understand that this is not something to fuck around with. I need to take this seriously right away. Oh, absolutely, man. That experience, I, it happened twice. Once it was like a mini one. I was just like, is that what it is? And then when I was driving a couple months ago, I was just like, no, this is exactly it. This is a panic attack. And I was like, this fucking sucks. sucks this is terrible man and i i i don't wish this on anybody right. you know this is 
and so far I'm, I'm doing what needs to be done, but, uh, yeah, this is a very interesting time to, to, to be, uh, an emotional creature. Yeah, know? man. How, how has the mindful med- mindfulness meditation helped you through this? It's, it's, um, it's, it's it's so far I'm I'm only a, f- a few months into it and I feel like I have a a real like sword and armor for these mental situations. I feel like and it's you're better I equipped maybe. Exactly. It feels like I can handle these situations and it feels like when you go for you do some exercises and you get those endorphins going. It feels, it feels like that, but in a very, it's, you know, cause you get a high, you get a runner's high from exercising, but with this mindful meditation, I, f- I have the same kind of release, but it's, it's a more of like a warm belly feeling. And it's just like, Empowering. okay, what a, come what may we can figure this out. And that's like just having some form of, 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 not necessarily control because meditation is about releasing control. You know, mm-hmm. it's about, you know, being whatever shows up, just, just having a, a guide through all these experiences is, is, uh, I mean, I, if I didn't have this right now, I would be so lost <laughs> as far as what to do with anything. <laughs> so it's, it provides, I recommend it for everybody. It provided a tool for you during this time, yeah. you know, and that's what, meditation is indeed for it's to help you give you strength through those mentally arduous times that's what that's for and the more you do it it's like lifting weights in that area yeah yeah that's yeah so that's it to me what you're describing you're like more like it's the strength the inner strength the inner fortitude to pull yourself off the couch or to stop listening to your negative self-talk or to pick up your instrument so you can provide your outlet, you know, instead of just like succumbing to it or, or sitting back into it. Absolutely. I, and, uh, um, I just saw this, this interview with a couple of, uh, meditating, uh, scientists, people that work with brains and and are also practicing meditation and they said that when you scan they they use the word the the phrase olympic style meditators so we're talking like monks people that do this day in day out you know and this is all they do if you run a scan through them they have more gray matter in their head which is associated with uh compassion and all these things that every other uh, like religion teaches like compassion for others and understanding and, and, and caring than anyone else on the planet. And like, we have these, these moments of people that don't practice meditation have these moments of, of, of gray matter kind of showing up and it's like seconds, but like these, these yeah. Olympic style meditators have it at, at like constantly. It's the and difference so like, between putting your toe in the water and being in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and and it's just like anything else. And I, I'm I'm of the mind that, you know, jogging back in the 1930s, they're like, get back in the coal mine. <laughs> like, what are you doing trying to like work on, you know, eat healthy and, 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 and go for a nice walk? You know, it's just like, hopefully, hopefully not as long as, as it is for walking, hopefully maybe in the next 
because of this pandemic, hopefully people will take mental health seriously and meditation will be looked at as like, you know, eating healthy and going for a walk. It's something that will maybe even be taught in schools, you know, yeah, because not a feel, fringe. Yeah. 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 Cause even now, like you, you know, my grandma's from a different time and you know, she's this Mexican American Catholic and she's like, you're doing what, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so maybe in the, in the not too distant future, people will understand that it's, it's actually really ap- 100% helping you (laughs) well that's what we're here for you and i and everybody who um, brings it up and talks about it that's what we're here for to create the bridge for the next generation for it to normalize it yeah to automatically be okay it's part of the curriculum it's part of how we are in our family it's part of how our neighbors are it's just part of how you keep your hygiene for your mind and emotions clean absolutely and that's uh that's what I. That's cool. Thanks for talking yeah. about that and bringing that up yeah, because man. that is what kind of advice and things that our audience needs to hear too. You know, remind us about these tools that are inexpensive and h- highly, highly effective. Them, they're free. They're free. free. And, yeah, and it wasn't, yeah. Well, the, the the expense that it that it takes is time. Right. That's it. And it can be like there's this this. They, they talked about tiny habits where it's just like, if you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to meditate for five minutes and then you, you end up not doing it. And it's just like, well, you didn't fail. You just made the, the habit not small enough. Do it for 30 seconds, 30 seconds a day. That counts. That absolutely yes, counts, you know, cause oh, it's wow. just motivation and you're developing. Oh, I wake up and the first thing I do is I take 30 seconds. I stand up and I meditate and then you're just going to be able to push it a little bit further and so you know people especially in the western world where it's just like oh meditate i'm gonna do it for three hours you know and i'm gonna do it every day and i'm starting right now and then you do it once and then you never want to do it again you know it's just like make it as workable for you and it rules mm-hmm. and i love the dog what's up darwin uh, yeah, he just woke up from his little oh, nap he'd sit up here. i'm a real dog lovers so well, he's a awesome. sweetie too he loves you like the the mental health thing too i think like for us our therapy was uh going to live music and going to shows and yeah. getting out yours was the same seeing yeah, people yeah. play and getting on stage playing so it, i mean that's a good thing we all had to find some other way mm-hmm. to deal with things because our life our rug was kind of pulled out from under us and i'm just curious are you getting have you uh, gotten out and played lately or anything, or are you going to be going to take this record to the stage? And- um, well, I, I have been playing out a little bit here and there. You know, this this year is kind of a year of halves. Half of the gigs are going, half of the gigs are getting canceled, which yeah. I'm totally fine with. We all got to look after each other. Um, it's just learning how to navigate through it. But um, as far as... I really, 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 really want to play this music live for 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 people. I really yeah. do. I absolutely. It's like my biggest thing. More than like you know, you know, getting enough money for a down payment on a house. Like I don't give a shit about any of that right now. I just want to play this music for for families. You know, I Aww. really want to do yeah. it. And it's it's a little hard you know to 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 get that going right now because yep. 
if there's a hyper focus on the safety of of kids through this whole situation, so it's really hard to be like, come on, yeah, congregate, kids. let's get party, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, I'm hoping at the very latest, hopefully, um, the beginning of next summer, if not sometime in the spring or something. But yeah, yeah I this this is all I really. I have no, uh, right now at least, who knows later on down the line, but right now I, I this is what I like to do. I, I don't really see myself putting out a record that is, doesn't have something to do with this kind of, this uh, style of music as far as like something for everybody to, at, so, at all ages to listen to. It's what I really, I feel really at home with it. So how did... How did your family respond to the music when they heard it? Like in it, cause you know, they're around, they hear you doing your thing day to day, but I'm talking about like packaged, ready to go, put the CD in for the family. Oh, that was, it, it, I, I involved uh, my niece and nephew a bunch. I had them like introduce songs like on the, the uh, song dinosaurs. That's my nephew making dinosaurs, dinosaur noises. Mm. In the middle. <laughs> and then, uh that song love your life the title song i wrote for my niece and my niece leah does the intro i was like you know if you see somebody that's not feeling good what would you want to tell them and she goes you look marvelous darling (laughs) i love that song by the way that's such a beautiful anthem for everybody that's that's the one we were listening to right before we came in from the patio to record oh nice thank you yeah i wrote it for my my niece she uh she started uh, middle school three days ago, and that was, that's when shit started going fucking oh, shaky yeah. for me. So I wanted to write a song to you know, I know it's I'm a goofy uncle you that's know to her. Perfect. She's like, but I wanted her to have a tune of you know something that, and then she does uh, she did the artwork. She drew the uh, oh the heart wow. and everything. Oh. Yeah. So this is that's a, that's a family, family affair. Family affair. This is that's a- amazing. Yeah, and I was so very thankful to Jim Pugh and everyone at Little Village for just being like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's put it out. Do you know what you've provided is, I just thought of something, you know, like when you're younger and you have like older cousins and, you know, you want to be cool, but you're out of that age range. So you kind of get left out, right? And they're doing fun stuff or listening to cool music or going somewhere cool, but you have to stay behind and with this album and what you've described it's like it's very inclusionary of everybody making it like oh my uncle's gonna do this cool album and I get to be part of it like that's a memory that will always stay with you as you grow up remember when I was I'll listen to this song this he wrote this for me when I was younger like that is a huge um, thing that you're doing a huge aspect of healing for your own family um, and like that family dynamic that gets created by by what I was talking about, like being left out because you're not the right age or yeah, yeah, whatever. That, I appreciate that. That's 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 what I was looking for on a personal level. I it definitely you know I was wanting it to get out to to a bunch of people across the world is the goal. But like at the very least, I was like, I gotta let them, you know, get some cool stuff in. You know, yeah. like. I want she's I've been a fan of like my niece's creativity and her 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 little doodles and drawings and paintings and 
I was like, you know, if I, if, if I say it's good, it's like, yeah, you're my uncle, of course, like whatever. But if I, if I get it on a record and, and people start seeing it and they like on Facebook and stuff like that, people have been like, I love the artwork and I get to show her. And then, and it's just like, no, this person lives in like Kentucky. Like they, you have no idea who this person is and they, they, they dig it. So yeah. it do you like, believe wow, me that, now? That is so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Um, oh, dude. What? Hi. I just this is it. This is great talking to you, man. I, what I was going to say, too, is like this is like you saying that, doing that for your niece and your nephew and stuff. Like, let's just this little picture for you. Last night, we're all hanging out out on our patio. We have some friends that came across the country from Delaware to visit. We have another couple that's really good friends of ours. Aaron and Melanie's nephew is 26, is out nice. on the patio. We're out there, you know, we're out there hanging out on a Friday night. We're listening to Fish. We put some Steely Dan on, and then yeah. we mentioned the interview today, and it's like, well, let's put the album on. Like, didn't miss a beat. It just transitioned right into that. We're all out there. Next thing you know, like the dinosaur song has some trippiness in it. It gets yeah, a little psychedelic. And it, it, yeah. it, it, it's like you, you, you scored. It is for everyone. I mean, we're I'm 52, so there's there's age group from 26 to 52 out, out there, there dancing, just digging on it. And then like everybody nice. poops comes on, and, yeah, <laughs> dancing, everybody and giggling, and just it, we just had a great time. And you helped facilitate that, yes. just like Fish and all these other bands, Steely Dan. It's been around forever. You just you know, you're you're added right into that soundtrack of our lives. That's just amazing and. And your, and your voice, too. Yeah, like I your, said, your, your voice, voice is, is it, you got a great voice. Oh, thank you so it's, much. It's very means, soothing, I mean, very heartwarming. It's a storytelling wow. voice, yeah, for yes. sure. That means a lot. That's Those are very kind words. That Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. You sound like an elder, and, and you should always do things that are complementary to bringing people together because mm-hmm. it feels like that's your kind of magic. And, and you're living oh, that role. You're an elder to your niece and nephew. And look what you did for, like, like boosting your niece up. Like, like look at this. They like your artwork. Yeah. Be able to do yeah, that. Yeah. Like, That's just amazing love. One of the things that No Simple Road can provide is just, like, letting people know, you know, that this is going on. Like, hey, we dig this, so you guys should check this out. Maybe you'll dig it, too. I think you will, because we're all family, and we like the yeah, same yeah. stuff. And, uh, but with what you're doing, how, how can people help support what, what you're doing be, besides just downloading and purchasing the album? Like what, what's going on? What, how can we help further? Well, if there's anyone anywhere that is, that is in the, uh, the, uh, school systems anywhere, um, I do harmonica workshops for kids, um, and so I do things at community centers and for, and for schools so if anyone is in that world you know feel free to contact me you know we can do things over zoom or we can do things in person maybe later on down the line i really like doing that um be a good person that always helps me (laughs) if you're a good person yeah that helps because the difference between everything falling apart and everyone getting along is you know you being a a nice person you know and so um yeah, be have, a good person. We have a different way of saying that around here. We that's, just say, "Don't be a dick." Don't be a dick. I mean, that is like that's the number one. It's like the one commandment that is going to stay for for forever. It's like 
There's one rule, man. Yeah. One yeah. Rule. Yeah. Dick. Don't be a dick. It's we true. have one thing. <laughs> well, wow. Nick, man, thank you, dude. Thank you for hanging out mm. with us. And and yeah, you guys out there listening, if uh, you work in the school systems and you want to have your kids have a blast and uh, have a little harmonica workshop, hit hit Nick up. I'll put all of his uh, info in the show notes for you guys so that you can, you know, dig deeper and and make sure that you go listen to this album you do not have to be a kid obviously there was a bunch of adults on our porch last night dancing and i think you definitely don't need to be a kid solely at all for this no this is for everybody a hundred percent you don't i think chilling with grandma you would love she would love every second of this album well you are a grandma yeah i am yeah but but nick i i wanted to tell you um this whole interview i kept thinking about another guest that we recently had on and his name was Quabi, and he has it's the peacebus.org is his website and he's about to travel from washington state to washington dc and spreading the message of peace and being kind and being a That's humanitarian. Beautiful. And I feel like there's some kind of really cool connection with you two because of how encompassing your message is for everybody. It's it, like, again, it doesn't leave anybody out. It's inclusionary. It's a, a beautiful uh, visionary um, album of what it could be like if we all treated each other like we were our inner circle. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is in our inner circle, you know? And I just feel like y- you should listen to that episode. I think that you'll get a lot I out of I absolutely will. I yeah. got it right now. I got, Honestly, I got the, like, the podcast when, when, and then I also... And when she the, just brought that up, org. You, you have the same... You, when you listen to it, you have the same uh, like lust, love for life, and like the same message kind of too. It's in your eyes and it's in your art that you're doing and stuff. And maybe it, you guys oh. could like do like a, a superhero team up. Yeah, movie. I'm up yeah, for yeah. all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, I don't know. I'm, I just like to throw that out there because I feel no, like, I absolutely love know. that. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, man. And and thanks again, y'all, for having me. I, I've been digging the show. I thanks, really man. love my favorite thing in life outside of of music is hanging out with my with my family and friends, and that's what I get from the show is just friends and family yeah. hanging out. And so thanks for having me. I hope to come up on again sometime. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to work dude. on the next record. So we have an excuse. Any, to and, and, anytime. And if, you, if you travel up to Portland during, you know, non crazy times, you have an opportunity to come hang out with us whenever, however come you stay like. with us, come chill, nice. come have some, I would love ride. that. And then also, uh, uh, there's, there's, uh, three different artists that I would love for you guys to check out. Okay. okay. I'll, 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 I'll email them to you, uh, but Gina Mateo and Bennett, Jade Bennett, they have the Bennett Mateo band. They're, they're my, my closest family that isn't blood. I talk to them every day. Uh, they have a great band together and they're just like cool, hippie, psychedelic desert vampire blues sounding stuff. It's really cool. Oh, it's, it's, it's root music made made for weirdos, and then wow. my buddy Andy Sitto, who's a great songwriter, who just had his album, uh, just recorded an album produced by Anders Osborne, who's some oh, of you shit. might know. Oh, we love Anders. And then my 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 uh, my BFF from when I was thirteen, uh, this guy named Taylor Scott, who's in the, the Taylor Scott band, insane, insane guitar player, insane songwriter. He like he plays like you know 
the Almond Brothers, and he writes like Towns Van Zant. He's really killer, and uh, his newest album is uh, produced by Steve Berlin of Los Lobos. So oh, wow. those three acts, I'll send you uh, wow. their contact info. Yes, and please. You guys, you guys, you're from. You guys are in Portland. Do you guys? Do you guys know Michael Hurley, the folk singer? No, no. You right? Get Michael on? Hurley on, man. He is a trip. <laughs> he's a he's a folk singer. Uh, but he's he's out there, man. He's my kind of guy. He has, he, you know, he writes folk songs about aliens, dude. He's so cool. He, he's okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you man. so much, dude. Yeah. You just gave us like four things to get into today <laughs> while we're yeah, hanging yeah. out. Check mm. them out. Seriously, I, I, they're all my friends except Michael. But all everyone is is killer, killer artist will do man and and seriously nick if you need anything if you want to come back on just shoot me a text man hold on to my number just let me know and doors open brother nick, absolutely nick, well I thank f- you guys so much i feel i feel, love. I feel like in another time you could have been a knight <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like maybe the 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 guy that like holds the stuff for the night i don't know well okay fine but somewhere in there you definitely had honor and had that thing where you were a caretaker of many people I feel that i feel those I vibes think, i think in a past life i was my mother oh. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah right on, i love man. it right on, peace out enjoy Nick. the rest of thank your day you so brother. much we'll see, we'll 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 see you guys soon all right cute <laughs> i feel like in wow. my last life i was my mother that's i think that's the best closing statement ever yep. said on no simple road mm-hmm. ever period what a, what an amazing personality and everything so oh my gosh that was that was really cool yeah dennis doesn't disappoint once again you guys out there seriously this is not a kid's album this is an everybody album i hope everybody stopped and listened to it before they well they heard finished. the song before we started okay. the interview so they got a taste love your life I don't know. Do I don't, we'll we'll see what we'll just, what strikes me when the time comes. Well, and then you got to go. Then you got to go beyond the children's album. On he has there are so many videos of him on YouTube playing at different places and with different other blues musicians. And I mean he he's been out there since he's twelve. Wow. Like that's mind blowing. Like started when I was eleven and I was playing bars when I was twelve. Twelve year old kid coming into a bar and play, laying it down for blues fans and, and, and musicians blues musicians are like deadheads in the way that they're picky about the shit that they listen to man if you're not good they'll let you know yeah yep yeah and he's amazing what it's, a sweetheart human being those yeah, are those are the kind sure. of people that like when i meet people like nick i want to do everything i can to help like what can i do just tell me i'll do it yeah i feel like like i said him and Quabby could do something so cool with this whole children's um like initiative for like love and freedom and inclusiveness and upliftment and helping kids to just be everything that they can be dude growing up right now is a minefield and not that it wasn't a minefield in the 80s and no, the 70s it's the just 60s, this the ages minefield yeah it's it's crazy and like Anybody that's willing to put themselves out there to support children coming up right now, it's invaluable. Yeah. They need support, man. They need elders around them that truly care about them growing up to be good 
human beings, not good workers, not smart in school, not good this, with that. money. No, that stuff's all well and good. Uh, yeah, that's no, other stuff. This is in it's, addition to, but this is like the meat of it. Yeah, it's it's they're really invaluable right now, and 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 to have a lot of music that is popular for us. For a kid, they're like, eh, you know what I mean? Like driving in the car with your kid, listening to fish. I get it. It's boring. We, the kid doesn't dig it. Or sometimes they do. But having something that you can both listen to together and both enjoy. It brings a bond. Yeah. And That's what I like what he said in the beginning. He's like, it's not, it's, that's not a term really anymore. Children's music is not a thing. They prefer family. It's family music. It's inclusive of everybody. Yeah. And that's what this album is. It's not a children's album. It's a family album. You're a family album. I am a family album. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time to get up and move around. Let's have it. 
exciting. It's really ex- when you when you hit the the record button again after you've ended and began again. It's exciting. <laughs> it's having it's, it's we're having dude. fun now. Hey now, start over. Start over. Here we are at Hello. the end of the beginning for the beginning at the end. What's happening? So we decided to take on this new format and. What you all don't know is that how we have to stitch it together on the back end. So, you know, back in August, we interviewed Nick Clark and we just, you heard that fantastic conversation. But then we're recording this about our week. In October. In October. But before we recorded this, (laughs) we recorded the intro from August with Nick. I'm so, so confused. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> if anybody was able to follow that, congratulations. But it's just as fun to say it as it is to do it. <laughs> so what's, that's what we're doing right now is we're recording the post. Uh, the wrap up? The wrap up. The, yeah. I, mean, I don't know I what you even call outro? it. Outro? We've been calling outro it the outro. We went yeah. Last so time. yeah, we've been calling it the outro. But welcome everybody I to our week. Feeling good out there, you yeah. guys. Yeah, especially we're, after that dope interview. We're easing. Well, I guess we haven't eased. We are in fall at this point. Absolutely. In, in yeah, game. we're in fall. Everybody's Full getting swing. all excited and prepared for Halloween. So it's but, Tuesday morning right now. Um, I guess no, we aren't at fish. That we are not there yet. We are planning <laughs> no. on going to fish. No, we're still working the rest of the week yeah. and getting when ready. When you hear this, it'll be Tuesday at some point. And that's tomorrow. On Sunday of this same week is fish. We're and going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas to see the, for fish the Halloween show. night show, not the whole four day run. No, we didn't do the four day run, but Bless you, Bless you, man. You, wow. Wow. You okay yeah. over there? Yeah. Did I get that on you? It's all over I, my I, arm. I, I leaned your way. That but was But I will rude. say, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm good. I'm so satisfied with the amount of fish that we've seen this year. Are you full? No. I'm satisfied. I'm satiated. I, I, I told Apple, okay, first of all, today Mel came home from work and she had... Uh, a client coming to the house and she went down into the basement to get the room ready. And, and the basement is right above the studio slash office that I right work under. Her. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> whatever. The basement is underneath. I'm sure That's most right. of you yeah. know that. You kind of imply, <laughs> it's implied by the Jesus. Anyway. Wow. So she goes down there and whenever she goes down there to get the room ready, she puts on music and obviously I'm, right above the basement so I can hear everything that's going on down there. And lo and behold, what do I hear Melanie put on? But first tube from <laughs> Hershey, the show that we were at and I, and I'm sitting up here and I'm like, Holy shit. She's listening to fish on her own without me in the room. And then without the prompt. And then she came up here and she was like, did you see the set list from LA? <laughs> they did a yam in the first set. And they She's did they did tweezers the, and they the, reprised it. And I was like <laughs> sitting at my it, like I wish you guys could all have seen my face because I was sitting in my chair in the office here just looking at her like who are you and what have I didn't, you done with Melanie? <laughs> I didn't even look at your face so I didn't I didn't I, see I was any reaction. So, I was so like I was too busy reading the set list. It, it was that <laughs> matter of fact. Like, yeah, I could picture it too. Like you're not looking at him, like waiting for a reaction. You're just like, oh my god, did you know that last night they did well, a yam in the first set? Did they did a Karini? They did. <laughs> I mean, 
they did a steam. They did. I mean, yeah. they did every single song that you want to hear Fish play, they, except for First Tube. They did in that show. Okay, for those of you that are new to No Simple Road, welcome. welcome. We, I'm, I'm glad you're here and that you hung out past the interview and you're getting to know us. But for those of you that have been on board and know Melanie and know her story, you know what a monumental motherfucking huge deal this is. Oh, my God. I didn't even know you'd bring it up. Uh, how could I, I? I quietly told Apple on the porch. I was like, dude, you know what happened? Quiet, I was like quietly with like the most excitement ever to like, like almost like it was a secret. Like, dude, you wouldn't believe that. I've got to tell you this. I'm so. I can't stop laughing. It, it, it's good. It's oh, good, yeah, Mel, man. Quit laughing and being happy. Oh it's gosh. the coolest thing. I told you when we were at, I don't know, we were somewhere at a show <laughs> once. And I told recently, and I told you, I was like, it is the coolest thing to see you actually be a fan. And like, you finally let it go. It was in Eugene. Yeah. You finally let go of the pretense of like, I kind of like it. Like now you're into it and, and you're letting yourself be into it. And it's the coolest well, thing to see. And dare I say it's sexy to me. <laughs> well, well I, I like what she said. You, Cause she said it down and you, I think you've said it a couple of times, but you really emphasized it down there. You're like, the thing I like about this so much on top of enjoying it is the three of us found this together, especially mm -hmm. you two as a couple found it together like yeah. Grateful Dead wasn't your thing, like you've said. Me and Aaron got in the Grateful Dead back in the eighties, nineties. Exactly. And this, for some reason, listeners will know, like me and Aaron, we never really liked or got fish up until twenty fifteen. Till recently. And we've we've experienced it together. Well, We're I went to my I, I have to that. say I went to my first fish show in ninety three and it didn't stick for whatever reason and it, it going with apple to the forum in 15 that was an awesome experience but there's nothing like that first gorge experience with fish there's just something magical about that day it hangs in our the yeah. it's memorialized the in the studio i face it every time we podcast yeah. and it's just cool to see and man <laughs> It just feels good. It feels really good to, to see you excited about the music and like be to be able to talk to you about a set list. I mean, that's <laughs> brand fucking new in my life. 23 plus years yeah. together. I've have it like you, if I brought up set list, you'd be like, what? Not what? Or I know cares? what it is. It's just like, OK, yeah. yes. Like, to, but to be able to like go into it with what? you now, like that's fucking dope and hot. It. <laughs> and it, it feels good to me well, that me I carry up. two of your guys' favorite pictures from that. I captured the one up here of Mel. Yeah. That face says everything. Yeah. And then the one with you with your arms in the air, mm -hmm. like capturing those moments, which I'm getting back into again, of trying to capture those moments. Yeah. <laughs> so. We just got back. So Mel and I, we had a whirlwind week last week. Sometimes we, I just forget what happened because it, it was so jam-packed. We flew, her and I flew to San Francisco with Cody and Bree and went to the first night of San Francisco shows and then flew back Sunday morning. We, we recapped all that for you guys with last, last week, week on the show. But then jumped in the car Tuesday afternoon and drove to Eugene and saw both the Eugene shows and 
blew our stacks down there and then came back and went back to work. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's tough, man. It's, I've had a rough, 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 I sound like a dog, <laughs> couple of days. Reintegration. Or, that's how, yeah, reintegration back into mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure. I, I don't know that I had a rough time this time around. Um, however, I wanted to think, I wanted to throw this out there to you guys, both you and Apple, and to just people out there in general. You know, fish tour is indeed well, tour, I should say, not just fish tour, dead tour, fish tour. It's a thing that people do. Mm-hmm. You make your money there. You write blogs there. You meet friends there. We just had an amazing uh, conversation with uh, George the other day that you'll be hearing um, upcoming in another episode um, with how grateful you become f- because you're part of something that's happening right in the here and now. But what about when too much is too much and what about self-imposed limitations for quote unquote too much fun because no matter if you're on fish tour or not it eventually stops and then you have certain life to get back to well that's that's see that's the thing is like okay i mean 85 percent of the people that are on tour you know they have to get back to some type of Mm-hmm. life whatever that means whether it's a full-time job whether it's a part-time whether it's their own business whatever so when you've done too much whatever it is traveling um partying loud noises hotel rooms miles food that's you know not necessarily your home cooking yeah how much is too much and when do you uh, like impose those those limitations. Well, I, I off just off the top of my head, like I would say for us, it, this little leg that we did, I mean, it was very small part of the tour, but like there wasn't many days between shows, right? It was back to back. And that's, that's not easy for, I don't care how old you are. If you're partying every night, it's tough. If you're doing four five, six nights in a row, you're going to feel it. But luckily it's not booked that way. There's, you know, a couple of nights here and then a couple of nights off. So you have time to rest and then, you know, you're traveling and doing your thing and just going to the next show and then it's time to party again. So you have breaks in between. So it's kind of built in to the tour in a way in, in my well, mind. And it, and it can get to be a lot. What you just said about the young one, a vendor today that came in told me about that and he's in his late 20s 27 years old mm-hmm. prime pretty much partying yeah. age and stuff and he his six of his friends who have been doing most of the tour so they've been going hard all agreed and backed out of a four the four-day run in vegas that they had tickets for and decided that they could recoup some money for all the money they've been spending and that they were just worn out that they needed to give themselves a break I get that. So, I totally you know, get it. But it's it, it, like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't care what you say. <laughs> Two days in between is not enough if you're going consistently. That's just, well, you know, it, if you're doing a tour. If you're not partying, though. I say, well, yeah, if, if you're, if you're not, not partying, that changes everything. Time, then. If you're not partying, if you're not t- t- taking sacrament, if you are not, 
doing drugs, if you're not drinking, that's a whole different thing. Now you just have the traveling, you know, time zones and, you know, the miles road, and road, the, the food, road, gas station, yeah, all that dog. stuff. So, so that's a, a quite different. But when you are doing those things and you are partaking, that's what I'm talking about because that's, you know, very real in our life. And I just, you know, in my own head, I'm like, what about if I fuck myself up? I thought that. Like, meaning, oh, yeah. what if my head doesn't get back? Like, I don't know what that looks like for anybody else, but for me, like, what? how would I take that? Like, I need to be conscious of my mental rope that I pull out, that I throw out every there, you know, every, however often it is. Yeah. And it, because it's not different for, I mean, a, I'm not, it, let me it say is it, it is different for everybody. So, you know, maybe somebody can party for 10 days straight and then, you know, have a few days off and be cool. Somebody parties 10 days straight and that's the end of their life. <laughs> well, like we, <laughs> you we know always I mean? talked about that on here, like with doing psychedelics or anything, there, there, there is a trade-off. Absolutely. You don't come all the way back. You give something for going there and you don't, it, something is traded. Yeah. And that's, that's when you have to have a, that's what I'm talking a about. A sit down with yourself. Self-imposed yeah. limitations. Yeah. This is it's I important. Was, the other day you were like, I was talking to myself like I do a lot and you're like, what? And that was my, what I, I kept spinning that wheel in my head. Self-imposed limitation. What, is, what does that mean to you? What is self-imposed limitation? What, that, what do you go that far? What does that mean? And so it was like playing over and over in my head. And I just thought it would be good to bring it up because I, I didn't feel like that this time specifically, but because of all the stuff we were doing and we were in San Francisco one day and then we're in Eugene and we're coming back and then I'm at work and then it's like, like what the uh-huh. fuck is going I, like what's real what what what's a priority right now like what am i doing and so yeah that's that's why i brought it up I to always, all of us i always look at it with myself i literally use this like kind of analogy in my head like i'm a car and a 52 year old car and it's okay to let the pressure in the tires get a little low it's okay if one of the idiot lights come on it's okay <laughs> if it's smoking a little you know but you don't want to ride it till the wheels come off or the transmission mm-hmm. drops out no you, you gotta change you gotta stay yeah you gotta do a system check yeah. like, like okay yeah wow this isn't this isn't it's not right. sustainable indefinitely no. no no and that's that's when you know it, look let's be honest we're we're coming out of a non-self-imposed limitation of quarantine. And it was, it is fucking party time right now. Like it has been for a little minute here and no, it is not sustainable to continue that year after year, after year, after year, you're gonna, you're gonna burn the light out at some point, but you can have seasons, right? You can some people can have seasons. Yeah, and one, again, this I is mean, one, one, can one have, may have. Yeah, okay. one may have seasons. Thou art. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that's how I'm looking at this. This is a season for us. And um, like I said at the beginning, like this particular little run that we just did, the, the difficult part of this was not the, um, the physical part at all. Like, at, what are you saying at well, all? And not, not as much as, as, in the past, I'll say that you're, you're too final with your words, baby. It's <laughs> not at all. Okay. Not okay. as much, not, uh, not as much as in the past. And I'll say this, like 
the difficult part, at least for me, is trying to get my head back in the game in my day job. That's yeah. that's the hard same part. here. Having to go back into that world of working mm-hmm. for somebody else and not there. There was a moment when the three of us checked out of the hotel on the after the Eugene shows. We were mm-hmm. getting ready to um, head back up to Portland. We were all sitting in the car. We were letting the car warm up, and I was like, "I wish that we were on tour." And Mel said, "Me too." And Apple said, "Me too." And like. In the past, if we all said that, we'd be like, whatever. But I really felt like the three of us meant it. I, I absolutely meant it. I, I wouldn't have said that. I would have been like, no, I want to go home. But we had just seen those incredible shows with all of our beautiful family from Eugene. And the guys were smoking a cigarette, their last cigarette before we went to go have breakfast. And some guy came over and kind of bummed a light. And so we all start talking and him and his buddies were all headed to Arizona. Um, um, Portland to go f- catch a flight to Arizona. And so it kind of got it all in our heads, you know, as we're sitting in the car. And I really felt that it would have been the right thing for all of us to go do that. Mm-hmm. Like with if we're talking about our occupations, not, you know what we do for day jobs, but we're talking about not our day jobs, but we're talking about our show and I would love to push it to the limit to see a tour and to be able to not only experience it, but integrate it into our life and in the show. What Mm -hmm. is that going to bring to the show? What does that do for the show? I know for a fact that it has helped um, increase listenership and just through networking and literally word of mouth, We've been able to meet our family out there, our No Simple Road family, that people have like just kind of hit us up either the day of or, you know, they know we're going to go. So they hit us up prior so that we can meet up. And I am a firm believer is you never know who you connect with. You never know where that relationship is going to take you. You don't know what's waiting for you. You out have there. no idea what that person knows, who they know, how you're going to hit it off, what you know, insight they may give you or you, you never know. So if you're simply not there, then you just don't have that opportunity. And it's happening more and more like one of my favorite things to do. We all do it when we're at shows now is we always bring stickers with us. Yeah. And, um, more and more when I hand somebody a sticker, they're say, they'll say, Oh, I've, I've heard of this. Oh, I, I, I know this from Instagram or I listened to this interview on, you know, so continuing to stay on tour would just help spread the word even more. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's what I'm talking about when I say that it was difficult coming back. It's just that much harder every two. Cause what I do is a very, um, on my day job is very, uh, Jesus, I can't even think of the word, not technical, but like it is technical involved. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of 20 years worth of, knowledge that I bring to the table to that thing and it's constantly evolving and changing and you have to read up on stuff and he uses a lot of your headspace yeah Yeah. and and so to like go from did they do us first set yam to that back into that is not easy it's a it's not easy physically either because the other thing we've talked about too is it's kind of different when i mean because we go to a lot of shows and stuff a lot of times the show like like for us fish still at this point is that that's our party time 
That's our connecting with people. That's when we really get to kind of let loose. We're not on no simple road duty. We're right, not going right. yes. having to interview people like we do at festivals and stuff. So it is kind of where we get to let loose and really get weird, have a lot of fun. That's Absolutely. about meeting listeners, gaining listeners, handing out stickers and everything. It's a little different than some of the other things we do. And it and it's a whole lot different than like if we like we're talking about going out on the road we're not going to be partying all the time. We're going to, it's no. a responsible traveling Keep your podcast. shit together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I'm going to party every night when we hit the Woo. road. Yeah, it's on. Fuck it. See how long we, I can we, go. We'd make it from something. here to about Denver. We'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, Aaron's broken. Check him into the home. No. And it's not even a complaint at, at this point. It's, this it's an all, observation. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, figuring it out as i go and and talking to you and as we're talking like right now yeah. we're figuring out this is something mel yeah. just brought up and it's, yeah it's i brought what we it do up is talk about this we haven't gone this hard since we first started no simple road and going to all you know the festivals and stuff like that again because you know covid had everybody you know locked down and stuff so as we start to feel more comfortable and things start opening up and stuff starts getting planned and we get back into our business, it is something that has been on my mind. Mm. Me too. Me too. And, and also I was been dealing with something like completely unrelated to partying in like for the past, what, three days, two days. I mean, it could have been an onset from partying. I, I, Okay. It's not going to help it. Exactly. It, <laughs> yeah. it may not have caused it 100%, but it definitely could have influenced it. For yeah, sure. but having like a... The same thing as like smoking doesn't help anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like the, the beginnings of, of vertigo, man. Like these like moments of everything. Feels like I'm being like grabbed by the back of the shirt and jerked backwards for a millisecond and uh, ringing in my ear and like, whooshing sound and then super nauseous and that's no fun it sucks no and i try to give you a treatment to well i didn't try I you gave did you, i gave you a treatment today because i thought that it could help and it made it, it yeah. make it worse but it didn't help it at all the second i sat up the room started going whoosh whoosh it was trippy but the treatment was rad you're in, the, if you're in portland and you know us and you haven't gotten a treatment from mel you're fucking you blowing better, it you better book it i don't know when i don't know when the fuck i have time to do it but yeah, i am sick. happy to always do it so we're talking a lot about like a tour and and what we're doing and what we've been doing i'm just i want to hear your review of eugene fish Who, mine yeah Oh, well, um, <laughs> that 2001 was my favorite part of the entire, the whole everything. Just like when we were at Hershey and First Hoop came on, I don't care about any other song that came on after that. It was fantastic. Even as much as I love Gata Jabu came on Hershey on the second night and I loved it, but I was still so freaking blown away by that first tube that that was like that's all i remember mm -hmm. so that's how i feel about that night that dancing looking over at you dance there was like this certain way that you dance and you were freaking getting it and look <clears throat> over and apple was killing it 
look over our our freaking the just the people that were sitting next to us, and I was like, it's it is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody is feeling it, you know, because it was so amazing. Just like, you saying it, I can feel it right now. It was amazing. I like I've been listening. Yesterday, I was cleaning the bathroom, and I was like, now I understand what's George's last name. I forgot his last Fetner. name. George Fetner. So we were talking yesterday to George Fetner about concerts and stuff. And he was talking about in his earlier days how he was like, you know, researching and, you know, he would hear something. And then that gave him an opportunity to go back and like find all this other music of maybe that specific song or, you know, a certain kind of like set list or whatever. And so I was like, I want to hear every version of that song ever because I think we got the best one. But I'm not sure of that, so I want to see. <laughs> and so far, of the two that I heard, ours really was the best. Okay, hang on. So, <laughs> so wait a minute. I I have to explain something to you now. What? So this is how, you know how you're always like, you're a stats guy. And then like people will be like, I like 77 dead better than 73. I like mm-hmm. This is how they get there. Well, do you understand? Yeah, now? well, I got turned out. I got do you turned get out. It? Do yes. You get what I mean? Yes. Like, <laughs> okay, I got turned out. Yeah, I did. I'm freaking on the side with the freaking, you know, with your, <laughs> like, with your phone right yeah, in the set list I, now. I mean, I'm definitely not that far, but okay. let me just say, I, they turned me out for sure. This tour, the summer tour, whatever tour you want to throw on there, did, did it. I'm there. And being there with, Ben and Tiffany and it was their um, daughter Emma's first time to be mm-hmm. at Fish. Yeah. That was incredible to have the family there and then to have Bryce and the guys from Sponge and we just had, we were, so, Jason and Audrey. Our crew was deep. We had. Cody. Co- yeah, Cody came the first time and Cody's been going through so much and he still got to Fish. I mean, the amount of love we were surrounded by and the amount of love that was thrown, like played at us, you, you just, it was so full. I felt so full. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I felt full of light. I felt full of love. I felt full of excitement. I felt full of dancing, you know, bugs. I felt like all, everything. Like you can't not move. I like dancing bugs. Me too. Those are cool. What <laughs> dancing, does a dancing bug look like? You, you can never see them. You never, they're invisible. You just get infected <laughs> by it. Yep, they're invisible and you just get it. And if you don't, if you're not dancing, you don't have it. Okay. Get out of your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chiggers. <laughs> <laughs> you just get it. It's like a tick. You have to burn it out with a match yeah, after the show. bouncing around. But yeah, they're amazing. And Trey's speech for what happened on, um, in San Fran on that Sunday night show was so unexpected and sweet. Like kind of just threw it in there you know right before the first set ended and it was it was like such a gentlemanly thing to do we were talking about it before last week I didn't want to mention it because it was fresh we you know um, if you listen to last week I kind of paused and the guys were like uh yeah you should talk about it but I was they assumed that I was talking about the show and I didn't want to bring something up that we weren't ready to talk about yet. But you know, that person that passed away um, on the show and then there was two others that got injured um, and Trey addressing it and just directly. 
and with such compassion and love and to take the time to get to know everybody's name and mention it and tell a story and to play something beautiful afterwards. Nothing's going to bring back that life and nothing's going to change that accident. But this is like, you know, they say something good comes out of everything. Like this was a beautiful thing. That person that passed away, they loved fish. Otherwise they wouldn't have been at that show, you know? And Nobody ever wants to pass away prematurely, but I'm telling you, if you want to see your time, it's your time. And if you're doing something that you love, that is as good as you can get to God on yeah. on earth. Wow. It really is. It's like, you're so happy. You're in this place where you, one, paid for it. Two, took time off. Three, either traveled or somehow or another, you got to this location and you're in all of your glory with all these people around you that are, that get it. Also, because they're having a good time and a blast. And then, you know, unfortunately that happened. I mean, I just, like I said, I, it it was beautiful how he addressed it. And it it really gave me a deep respect for the band because he did say it was, you know, he was representing the band. Yeah. that, And he he made the point in his words of pointing out that I just wanted to let you guys know, we're just four people yes. that happen to be up here on stage we're, part we're of four people too. that are affected just like you are by yeah they, like they lost happening. somebody just the same way right. we lost yeah. somebody in the community and that was really beautiful to hear too just how he addressed it and, and bringing we're all equal you that, know that was the thing like during the show when he said that i i think i leaned over to you and i was like that's class yeah like that that to me is the definition of a classy person like if you can address something like that with gentleness, empathy, and honesty mm-hmm. in front of yes. 18th or 12,000 people, your heart on your sleeve, there was no pretense in that. No. He, he was crying, literally. Yeah. Let's yeah. tell you, anybody that knows Fish and knows Trey, and when he speaks, you can tell. I mean, he speaks with emotion yeah. all the time. So. And, man. and I have to say one more thing, and then I'll be done with my recap. So when we were in San Fran and we met RJ, mm-hmm. we were talking to him and we were all making jokes about fish and everything. And I was like, said, you know, a joke about um, Trey not being able to sing or something like that. And I just have to eat my words. I feel like I've got to eat my words. And I wasn't even around anybody. This was not on air that I said this. Mm-mm. This was like to two or three people in one tiny little group. And I just, I'm saying it on out loud on purpose because he changed my mind. It, Damn. Yeah. I mean, so I just want to say with all due respect, <laughs> Trey's got it going on. Uh, okay. And I'm for, <laughs> for all of you guys that are part of the no simple road family that like, like I said a few minutes ago that have been with us for a while and you know, Mel, you know why this is a big deal. Like this is not a small thing. This is like a, what is it, Paul, on the way to Tarsus, like when he had the, he saw the light and was blinded and fell off the horse and like became a Christian. This is that kind of moment <laughs> for Mel with fish. I, I well, I'm not gonna, you know, go sell everything, but I will say yet. this: I, I just feel a certain way now. I feel a certain way about it. That's I, so cute, and it's exciting to me, and. I haven't even really unpacked what I received from the show except for what I'm talking about right now, like personally in my own head and with my life and all that. 
I haven't unpacked that aspect of it, but what it's done like with what we all just talked about with me, get me understanding and the set list and Trey's voice and just the respect and all of those things. I, it's done that for sure. That's so cool. And you know what, you know what else fish does at, <laughs> at least, at least for me, like over these past few shows that we've gone to, like, I don't know about you guys, but when, when I'm dancing, there's, I'm used to the way my body moves. It's my body right? There's certain things that it just doesn't do. But I've noticed over this last run, like fish is teaching me different ways to move my body that I've never moved before. Teaching or making? Making, (laughs) making, yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. And I noticed it during 2001. And that's a trip that you said what you just said, because during that 2001, I was like, I can't not do what I'm doing. Right I, now. I saw it. I saw different moves. <laughs> and I, when I looked over, that's why I was like, oh my God, he, the, everyone gets it. Like, and maybe gets it isn't even the it, right you're thing. You're just like, it's like riding a wave. It, like, yeah, we're exactly. All, and like channeling. Yes, yeah. We're all there we're, at the same time. Like, that's what it was. It's not get it or not get it. It's like, oh shit. There is an earthquake and we all in it, are in it. Yeah. It's you we're know? all like, moving to it. I yes. think about it like the way it, it shows itself in my head is like a tidal wave and everybody's paddling at the same time and we all catch the wave at the same time on our surfboards and we're all like in it. We're all riding that first going, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, oh wait, I got to share something too because this is about Mel. This is something I saw when we were down there that if I just stood there watching her for a minute. She became me on Wednesday night because you with Ben at the merch booth, you were me. <laughs> she was so excited to be in that line. You jumped in that line. And then we came back at the perfect time. Cause we went and we went and did something. I got more water being or old something. Guys and and, and I came back seat. and I'm like, I'm like, Oh shit, where are they? And Mel and Ben, you guys were up at the table and Mel's excitement. She was like, she's like pointing <laughs> and like, like, Hey, not that one, that one. Like, like she was so, she was me up there, like up there directing them. And I want that. What that 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 one? Yeah, she did complete my transaction, and then she's like, "Okay," and I was like, "Oh wait, I didn't see that. Can you can I get that last little?" I've never <laughs> seen Mel be that. I've, I've seen Mel like merch and pick things out, but be like, she's oh, like oh, "I oh, love that." Whatever. But she was like, "I'm getting fucking that thing, that thing, that thing." It's it's super cool, man. And I have my shirt on right now. Again. As a matter Bry- of fact, Bryce got in line, scored us a poster. Yeah, you the man, Bryce. Yeah, Thank you, brother. It was, and it was so fun. Me and Ben, like. I don't know where Tiffany was. You guys were gone. So it was just me and Ben in line. We were freaking cracking up, talking about, like, it, it was an amazing evening. And I have to say yeah. this, too. It, like, like, that's that, all I can say. That show was spectacular on Tuesday night. And then walking to Keezy Square to see Sponge Aww. and having the groove continue. Those guys fucking killed it. If If you're not from the Pacific Northwest, Please check out Sponge, S-P-U-N-J. They're an amazing Pacific Northwest band. They're going to be coming on the show soon. Me and Bryce are, are working out. A, a yeah, they're going to be coming home. over. And this is a crazy thing about Sponge that only I know. So when I um, had to have wrist surgery and I was getting um, my, uh, what do you call that? When um, PT. No, no, I was getting my physical therapy after that. You know, I had this woman right in front of me, and so she's, you know, having me do these exercises. 
she is the first person that told me about sponge. Oh, really? She was like, oh, they have a really weird spelling. It's S-P-N-U-J and you would love them because we started talking about the podcast and all this stuff. And she's like, you have to see them. They're, 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 I think they're out of Eugene. She's telling me all this information. And I was like, that sounds cool. I'll, I'll pay attention. I'll take a look. And then my. Lo and behold. Yeah. Lo and behold. My, I didn't need my, you know, therapy anymore. I was all fixed up. And she, so I've been knowing about Sponge for a very long time and just had never heard their music. Yeah. Jake, until Jake told us about them a while, like uh, when we went to Summer Meltdown was the first time I had heard yeah. about them and, and they were kind of just barely starting to do their thing. And so they're those, incredible. Those guys yeah, tore it up. Tight. Yep. So yeah. if you get the chance, check them out. And thanks. Thanks you guys for everything you did in Keezy Square that night for keeping the party going until yeah. 2.30 in the morning when we couldn't find an Uber and we were going to have to walk home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like a 45 minute walk in Which the rain. Which wouldn't have been that and, bad. Uh, it was late. And it I was, was late. I was burnt the fuck out. <laughs> By that point, I was like, I do not want to walk. Perfect like time for you to miles. throw in your... Um, and things. How, how was out. your show, babe? How was your Eugene? Uh, it was... I mean, you pretty much summed it up. That... that I don't... I didn't know that that 2001 was the highlight for you. We hadn't really seriously sat down and talked about it. There was a feeling that happened during that, that usually happens once a show for me, like with fish. And that was the moment that night. It, it, and it's like from then on the bar is always set to that spot until the next time you hit that wave. And then it, the bar is set to that one. And, and so I'm, it's my new favorite. Yeah, it's my new favorite. Totally. Every time. Um, this week has just been like, I'm just trying to like keep it together and rest and be cool. And Good. because I know that this Vegas show is a big deal. This it, Halloween and fish, it's, it's equivalent to New Year's Eve. Like, three sets they're going to do a musical costume everybody's debating on what they're going to play it's a it's a thing and um i've never been we lived in vegas for 30 years and never <laughs> went like i i anyway and traveling back to our hometown yeah with not having to see any family just going as tour like air quote tourists to go see fish is really exciting. Like I've never done that. I've never gone to Vegas as a participant in Vegas. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and especially a participant in Vegas for fish. I've seen it on Instagram and been like, damn, I wish I was there. Well, <laughs> this year I'm going to be. So I'm just trying to rest this week and keep my shit together. And you it's know, a good idea. Just amen. Low key this week and do my thing and then go out there and blow the doors off one more time. Was that a fart from our dog? <laughs> oh my God. Um, yes, wow. it was. That was, that was amazing. We I all know. have headphones on <laughs> talking and that it sounded like the freaking dresser moved. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the show with Darwin passing gas, you guys, but um, it, it was worthy. It was noteworthy. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, Flying low under the radar at, at like just barely enough to keep, keep in the air this week. What about you, Apple? Where are you at? He started again. He woke himself up this time. That cannon right towards me, man. Oh, uh, 
We went saw fish. Yeah. Oh. All right. Number one, my favorite thing about this, and I don't, I mean, I'm sure this has crossed your mind, but the thing that was special about these two shows is it was fucking home. Yeah. Yes. It was the only, it was the first and only time we've seen fish in Oregon. Yeah, that's, oh, that's true. It, it was home. It felt like home. Yes. We are familiar with Eugene. We know people down there. We met so many people. So that was, I mean, that's the first thing to me. It felt like home. It felt so comfortable. It felt so open. Uh, Matthew Knight Arena. Point, we Apple. had not been there. It was amazing. It's like a, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a big arena for the basketball team down there. But it it's like, it's like a shrunken Madison Square Garden. Somebody mm-hmm. said that they're like this light. I can't believe they fit this lighting rig, everything in here. This was built for like MSG. It's the mini forum. Yeah, and and it so there's not a bad seat in the house. The sound is amazing. It's in the middle of Eugene. It's just it's just beautiful. And the dude, the, Eugene is a heady, heady spot. Like yeah. there, there's heady cats in Eugene, so that crowd was thick. Yeah, and even on a normal day in Eugene, you can feel like the energy down there. Mm-hmm. It's got a different like force field around it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, then the same the same thing, kind of like you guys hit. You know, the it was meeting all the people. The our uh, it was Tyler and, and Rami. Tyler and Rami getting to meet them. They our, were the, we they were the ticket winners. Tickets, yeah, uh, we had. So much family there, and it just like every night, like first person I saw each night standing out in front of Market of Choice, which just Bryce comes out of nowhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Bryce is so we known you, for just popping out of nowhere. You can just think like, "Where's Bryce?" And all of a sudden, Point. Bryce pops up somewhere. He's like the Great Gazoo. Yeah, he'll pop up behind <laughs> you and surprise you, or jump in front Hello, of you, or dumb. yeah. So I mean, it was just it was just such a relaxed time down there. It felt like home. We had to travel, but like two hours by car it together. It was a gorgeous drive. Yeah, it was that. That was like my favorite thing, you know, beyond the show, and just meeting so many people. The first night with Cody, and uh, we that met special uh, Charles and Ryan. Dude, how do you do this? Ended up hanging out with us and dancing. And I hope you guys hear this, Charles and Ryan. You guys were a blast, Ryan. You were so fucking high. It was awesome. <laughs> fucking, you were, it was so fun to see you jacket. celebrating, to see you guys celebrating. And I think Charles had told me you guys hadn't seen each other for a while through the pandemic. That was your first time, like, back together to party. I was so glad you guys hung out with us and jumped down on our row with us and boogie. And trying, and I'd say I have a hard time without, like, looking at the set list. Everything was freaking amazing. I mean, it really the, was. the 2001, I think, just blew the place up because of the lighting. Aaron posted that video. It was because of the music. The, music. The, the first night was very, and I'm not even going to go into slide. Well, other than, okay, split open and melt. I was oh. so glad that we got split open and melt the first night. But it was a very emotional yeah, like night with Trey saying what he said, the songs that were done, uh, the golden age in the second was amazing backwards down the number line oh my god oh. dude that's that my, was my that's favorite my voice finally gave out the actually that was the second i'm looking at the second night the second night is when we got our farmhouse oh my god and gosh. me aaron and mel all decided <laughs> yes. like everybody knows like no simple road we get yes. that from you know from ripple and farmhouse is like our ripple from fish and, and, that, you and know, we ended up having a, one of our listeners, friends, family, Joel. Joel, afterwards saying that he was up behind us and saw when Farmhouse came on and was just blown away by like, we were just smiling and hugging and everything. And it was, 
that was magical. It really was. That was, and that was night two. I, I jokingly said but we were walking to the show the first night, and there was a couple of guys behind us on their way to the show, and we were all talking about what what we wanted to see. And I jokingly said, "Yeah, man, I want to see a thirty-five minute farmhouse in the backward down the number line." And they were like, "No, shut up!" <laughs> no, but then, but then the guy was like, "I'd rather see a, a thirty-minute farmhouse in a five-minute farmhouse." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's what it was the first night that was the second night is the first night is they open with that 23 24 minute down with disease oh my god which was amazing but then they went in a runaway gym and you both you guys both immediately turned to me and were like yeah i feel like that- that's me and aaron's song when you're not around mm-hmm. about you yep. and then to have you there it was like yes and that, that, to me that kicked it that, that like that kicked off the jam oh it did because down with disease was trippy and cool and everybody mm-hmm. was getting into it but then runaway gym came on and that's when i started dancing like i haven't danced i started i was moving in ways mm-hmm. and they're they're coming with funky different shit mm-hmm. and oslin i just remember cody being like what's the name of this song and i was like oslin and he was like because <laughs> like their songs Ocelot. sometimes Ocelot sometimes their songs are so you know you know what it is but you gotta ask the walls Cavern. the walls of the cave maze <laughs> the walls of the cave was amazing oh, closing that out was the really first set beautiful and blaze on always reminds me of blaze miss you love you blaze it just yeah it just it, it look you gotta understand I know we're talking about fish a lot here's the thing we've been going to a lot of fish shows that's the reason. I mean, if we were going to see, I don't know. Yeah, um, we talked um, a lot about shows, Green Sky lot, when we yeah. went to Red yeah, Rocks. Yeah, absolutely. And we got oh. one of those coming up. Hey, by the way, if you've made it this far, check this out. Um, on November 18th. The 18th at the Crystal Ballroom, Green Sky Bluegrass is playing two sets with Holly Bowling here in, <sighs> in Portland at the Crystal Ballroom. And my birthday... Just hap my fiftieth birthday just happens to be November twenty second. So the No Simple Road family is going to be celebrating my fiftieth birthday at Green Sky Bluegrass on November the eighteenth at the Crystal Ballroom. And I would love it if the No Simple Road family came and joined us. So if you are so inclined and able, pick yourself up some tickets. They're still available. Hit us up. And we'll all meet up before the show and we'll celebrate. Well, we say that lightly because shit always happens prior to the show. But well, we will in the we'll meet other at, meet the up show. at the show, at the and show, we will Not hang out and boogie show. together and yeah. go do our thing. Celebrate. Yeah. So I would like to cordially invite you to my birthday party at the Crystal Ballroom hosted by <laughs> Green Sky Bluegrass and Holly Bowling. Yeah. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> they don't know they're playing for my birthday, but they are. They yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, that'll be fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see some more Green Sky. That's, oh, oh yeah. damn. Then, then that'll be our favorite again. And some more Holly. I can't believe Holly is joining them on the whole rest of the tour. I mean, it just they, makes they sense. They needed that, yeah. They, all of them needed it. Holly needed it. Green Sky needed her. The like, way they play uh, off yep. each other. When just, we saw them the at Red fans Rocks. fans needed it. When we saw them at Red Rocks and she came out and played with them, you could feel the the literal, like, frequency of the energy in the place amplify she just changed it up she cha- immediately it, it immediately like did something that you could ta- like you could feel it happen she, it, there was this sweetness that she brought in it's like having this amazing dessert and then somebody comes over and puts like homemade caramel sauce on it 
And you're like, what? <laughs> I didn't know you had this shit. <laughs> and like, I was shit. already enjoying this freaking pie and you put that shit on it. Like she came in and just amplified what they were doing umpteen times. Now, what What about you two? Because I know, I mean, we've all been at stuff where there's standing ovations. I've never been part of a standing ovation that lasted so long and kept coming back up and down when Holly Oh yeah, there was a standing ovation. Huh? Oh yeah. Well, everybody was standing and cheering oh, for okay. long enough, long enough that they had to like they were just standing there, and Holly was just like blushing and looking mm-hmm. like she does. And it's like cute I little hat. I don't remember. Yeah, we were all standing. Yeah, dude. After after Bruza did all that introduction. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are. Uh, no, it wasn't on, Bruza. It on, was Anders. Anders, Anders did it. Yeah. And then that that ovation, it took a couple minutes to finally calm down. To he was like, "You like us, right? Play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For, you, you like us." And Still, then they're you like, guys yeah. dig us, right? So yeah, that's what's happening. We're uh, we're rolling deep. I right just now. have to say, oh. sometimes I do wonder, like, what's it all for? What the fuck are we doing? Driving around, flying around, spending all this money you know, doing all this stuff. And then when I actually think about it, it's like when, you know, like your good self and your bad self, mm-hmm. like when you like wake up early and you take a shower and you do your smoothie and you, your perfect outfit fits you good and you're on time and you got paid that day, everything's in alignment. And then there's those days where you like fucking trip over your shoe and you're fucking <laughs> got your a, you got a zit, you're fucking, there's no coffee. You don't even got coffee. You didn't even drop it. There's no coffee. Like, dog shits in the house like all kinds of stuff you're down on yourself and so i i everybody gets that and so i i do i wonder like what the hell are we using all of our time for fun and yeah i'm gonna i'll say this and this is i'm not joking either like this i'm not being silly or whatever i think about it like this when when i'm laying on my deathbed and I'm about to leave this earth finally. And I'm thinking back over my life. These are the moments that I'm going to remember. These are the, these, that moment of 2001 is something that's going to be stuck in my mind forever. That moment at the gorge that that picture is taken is going to play when I'm laying there leaving. And those are the happiest moments. It's the nectar of life. It re- and it's that's what creating a magic. And yeah. I hate to say like it's not like nothing else matters, but that's what matters. Are moments like that, not just at concerts, but that's what life is. It's those moments stitched together. I don't remember every day I've ever been alive. No. There's I just don't. But I remember those moments. I remember most of the Grateful Dead shows I went to. I remember most of the concerts I've been to, when we, I when I look at a stub, we remember it, it those, takes me back. And these moments are strong enough and magical enough. You can pull up a memory of a concert from thirty years ago and get fucking chills. Yep, and get goosebumps just by describing it to somebody or shit recapping it with somebody you were there with. No, True. no, you can I, get that. That yeah. oh, not much does that. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have right. a huge bank account with a bunch of ones and zeros in it. Yeah, I don't have a gigantic you know, closet full of name brand clothes. I'm not driving a badass like whatever car. No, but I'll tell you what, I have priceless moments in my heart that nobody can ever take away from me. 
that I'm taking with me away from this world to wherever I'm going next. Yeah, you can't. Well, we pay for them, but you can't yeah. buy them. They're created by being there in that magic. Yeah. And so that's that's my answer anyway. Yeah, I don't know if there's an answer. You just know, like every now and then, you have to um, reevaluate where your head's at. That's well, my, that's my really answer to is. that is because that's what truly makes me feel alive. Those are, those are the moments that truly make me feel alive, like work, phone, like everything other than taking a video or something, but everybody, you are so, it is so the epitome of like, be here now, being in the present, that moment, being in the present, everybody, that entire arena, that entire field, wherever you are, they're all there. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that ain't magic. I don't know what magic is. Maybe like pulling a rabbit out of a hat or something. Yeah, I no, I I like those. I like I like those answers, and it does it does help a lot when I when I think like that. Um, because when I think about that, what those experiences, there isn't much things that do that, like that leave a legitimate imprint, unless it's like a traumatic experience. Right. right. Um. Or even a positive. Well, there's you know, like, like milestone yeah, moments mile, in life. Like, like my children right. being born and but the wedding and right. stuff like that. Yes. But you but, don't have those for an entire season every year. No. No. And the what's different about those moments that I was just talking about um, versus like concerts is that the concerts are visceral. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear that, like... When I heard first too about the week after we got back from Hershey, like freaking ball in my, like, and it wasn't a reaction. It wasn't something I thought about to do. I'm going to cry now. It was a, like a reaction. It was raw. raw. So I, I know why we do it. I just, sometimes I need to hear it. Yeah. I need to ask it. That made me feel good. It made me feel good to talk about it. It made me think about why. Yep. So you guys should think about it. Yeah. Too. So hey, call the Tevin line eight seven one. No, 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 no. Nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. That number again is nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. Sorry, I screwed up the first time. <laughs> yeah, I, was, call I got in. excited. Call in and tell us. Like, you heard the question that Mel asked. What's the reason that we do it? Why do we pay the price? And that we, we pay not to us, do the thing you we do. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Why do you do it? I would love to hear the No Simple Road. If you feel families. like telling us why you think we do it, yeah, you go ahead and do that too. too. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear Just that. Call in and tell us something, <laughs> please. Man. Well, yeah. I, I think that's um, a little bit of fun homework this week. If you guys want to take us up on it, because it's I listen back to the show, and it'd be nice to listen to on one of my moments to hear other people's uh, reason. Yeah, and to the entire No Simple Road family, to all of you that we have hugged, handed a sticker to, high five, made eye contact with, at a show, boogied with in the past summer tour, fall tour. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of our trip, man. Congratulations you, to Tyler and Rami again. Yeah, just for, for winning those tickets to Eugene. And, they and, a, and a big thank you to Big Joel. Joel, oh, you are Joel. Love you, brother. Joel, you are so awesome dude it was so good to get to see I you there i wish time stood still because there's so many people that i just want to be with yeah. like just be talk hang out dance with whatever you know what we could do what go to more shows 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good idea, Mel. All right, all right cool. No, there we figured idea. it all out. All right, guys. Boom. So we will be back next week with more stuff and things. I think next week is going to be um, Andy Frasco. Andy oh, wow. Frasco's third appearance on No Simple Road next week. This is probably the deepest we've gotten with Andy. Yeah, get ready for bring some tissues. Yeah, and, you uh, need some tissues for this need Frasco. To blowing your nose in this one, and uh, yeah, get ready. Um, and hopefully if you're going to be in Vegas, please try and find us. We'll be there. Mel's going to be a, what are you going to be? Wait, they'll see when I get oh, there. Oh, okay. I won't spill the beans. Um, and, uh, yeah, Darwin will be holding down the fort here at home. So we love you guys. And remember, go to nosimpleroad.com, get yourself some merch, follow us on all the social media at No Simple Road, and, uh, make sure the most important thing you can do as part of the No Simple Road family is to tell somebody that doesn't know about the show to give us a listen because that is how we grow the Mycelial Network that yeah. we are all a part of. And they can tell somebody and they tell somebody. Pretty soon and everybody knows. We're in all of your heads. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Make Happy sure Halloween. you hydrate. Safety third. Smile at a stranger. Trick or treat. Take care of each other. Um, yeah. We'll see you soon. We love you. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee 
that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.